I would like to start this episode by thanking some folks, folks like Andy Mackin, Tim Mazzarella, and Knife Mummy. Ah. All of you. Ah. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Knife Mummy. So coming right at us. No. The dark universe. Uh, Extended cinematic experiment continues with Knife Mummy. Uh, Knife Mummy taking the charge. Going to patreon.com slash DougFeedTV. Supporting the network and getting lots of cool content in return. Thanks, everybody who does that. Uh, Once again, that is patreon.com slash DougFeedTV. to watch out for fireballs it is a games club podcast and this week we're talking about the quarry which is a cinematic adventure game developed by supermassive games and published by 2k for the pc ps5 and xbox series in 2022 yeah quarry into house mm. uh the it's sequel Im- to quarry into house <laughs> it's impossible for me to say the quarry uh without doing it like uh, uh tracy jordan in 30 rock fell in a quarry i keep thinking of cory from the simpsons mm. there's some words that rhyme with cory <laughs> allegory <laughs> montessori the quarry <laughs> yeah. uh, this is our premium episode for the month mm-hmm. yes yeah yes it uh, is just double checking uh, indeed <laughs> no response so i was just like oh shit uh I, maybe I'm, I didn't sleep as well as I thought I did. Okay. Um, so if you're, you know, everyone's going to get these first generality parts and then patrons are going to get the full play by play of this. And this is a very plot based game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot there. Uh, and you can do so by going to patreon.com slash duck feed TV. Yeah. Um, um, this is yeah. a cold pick. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's great because I've been looking forward to playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a, an, an enjoyer of Intel Dawn. Mm-hmm. I'm a mild enjoyer of the man, a Madan, a plan, a Madanama. <laughs> uh, and um and i like this quite a bit out of the i've only played the three but this is my favorite of the three yes yeah this is really good yeah. uh you know if you're in the mood for this kind of thing you know if you're in the mood for the uh cinematic adventure game right you know you're making decisions moving around a space very awkwardly <laughs> very awkwardly and slowly yeah which, which is usually pretty serious gary poison and it, and it was in certain parts of this mm-hmm. uh but yeah, that's that's a, a mild bone uh, yes. in this. But if you, if you yeah. are in the mood for this type of game, uh, this is a really good version of it. Supermassive is kind of the best in the biz. 
You know, like oh, I'm a. But they're competing I'm, with Quantic Dream. <laughs> <laughs> they're competing with Quantic Dream, and like yeah. Life is Strange is up there. You know, like yeah. all three, all three of those main games, and especially Before the Storm, are really good. I'm a, I'm a big defender of those, but like as far as doing like really good genre work and making these extremely mechanically interesting, uh, I think uh, I, th- I think Supermassive has got the has got the formula. They they know what kinda, they're doing. Kind of competing with Golden Age Telltale as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, but that, that they don't really make those anymore. So that's just uh, mining mm-hmm. the past. Yeah, uh, this is uh, so. If you're not familiar with this this company's whole steez, they do horror games uh, that kind of play up different genres of horror. Um, this is a camp, a mm-hmm. camp slasher. Basically, you play as camp counselors at Hackett's Quarry uh, in the town of Northkill, uh, <laughs> yeah. trying to uh, survive the night as monsters attack. Yeah. Yeah, and the United State of Dead-Sylvania. Yes. <laughs> it's part of the Murderopolis Metroplex. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the, the North Kill thing is very funny to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are uh, monsters about. There are hunters about. Uh, it takes place at a quarry, but also there's hunting going on, so there is quarry involved. You, you don't know? spend very much time in the actual rock version of a quarry no it's just nearby off camera I mean, sinisterly. well, well, well <laughs> the core the core the quarry's filled up it's the lake yeah they, they yeah. turn into a lake <laughs> so it's so it's not yeah uh this is a spiritual successor to until dawn which we've also covered mm-hmm. uh so check out that episode um spiritual successor is like a real odd word for this because this takes a lot of elements directly from it Mm-hmm. The the way this felt to me when I played it was like Until Dawn 1.5 or like, hey, let's try Until Dawn again. Yeah. Like yeah. it fixes tons of things in Until Dawn and has a lot of similarities more than I was expecting. Yes. Um, It's a lot like Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the kind of thing where if they put out more of these, that wouldn't work. Right. And they don't get another one. Uh, this type of monster, they mm-hmm. don't get another one. Nope. Uh, no, they, they, they've, they've used it up <laughs> you, 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 need, you need something different uh yep. and they've got something different in the uh dark pictures anthology which i'm a yeah. backer of except for the most recent one which is dog shit uh <laughs> is the most recent one the hh H. holmes murder house one yes yeah okay that one's dog shit yeah well, okay, i would have swore the one where you go to iraq and fight like iraq vampires or whatever would be the dog shit one nope but... that one's that one's actually okay huh <laughs> yeah well shit Mm-hmm. um yeah i've only i've only played the first one which is fine yeah yeah, yeah. uh but uh yeah no they, they only get the yeah they they don't uh get another one of these we won't spoil what the monster is you know here because it's yeah it's fun to it's fun to see how it plays out if you're the, the, kind of interested the game hints at it big time and then there's yes. kind of a twist on it a little bit mm-hmm. um which will be in the second half of this yeah we won't we won't spoil it but it's also yeah. not like you can pick it up pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but yeah you have nine playable camp counselors uh and you assume their roles across these uh 10 chapters uh kind of exploring the camp making decisions about how uh things are going to go they're going to affect who lives who dies what clues you find uh things like that um you know all of this kind of presented to you pretty confrontationally in terms of make a decision right now like things will not proceed until you go or you know fail a timer and then you're fucked kind of thing yeah Yeah. like it's about making the primary mechanic of this is making decisions under pressure right um so depending on these decisions 
you know, uh, any and all of the playable characters uh, and major NPCs can live or die. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the game, and those are all different, like mildly different endings. Mm -hmm. You know, it has one of those things where there's 184 different endings. That is a little bit of a weasel. Yeah, yeah. like kind of, you know, but there, there are, there are more articulation points than you might think. Right. Yeah. Um, The majority of the game is dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. where you're given choices, um, timed and untimed, on how your character or what they'll say. Uh, generally, like an emotion that uh, you want to respond with. Mm-hmm. Emotion and then like a, like a couple of words kind of uh, expounding on it, uh, you know, before you make your choice. Uh, it's pretty cut and dry. Like, how, you know, it gives you a good indication of how you're going to role play on some of this mm-hmm. stuff. One of my problems with Until Dawn uh, with this and also with uh, the uh, Dark Pictures, I think generally they do a bad job of giving you any incentive to be as much of a jerk as they let you be. It's like... It, <laughs> yeah, I so it, it's weird. I did not feel that way in Until Dawn where I felt like in Until Dawn, it was they gathered up the worst people in the world right. and have them go hang out. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. which is like, what, what if what if a bunch of shitty psychopath assholes? Right. And I wanted them to be assholes because I wanted to see the drama because they were horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like basically watching the Jersey Shore or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, whereas this the I think they do a bad job of that because everyone's pretty likable. Yeah. Uh, in this. And that's a uh, you know, that's it's I like that about this. Uh, weirdly, you know, I killed a lot of people in Until Dawn. Everybody, mm-hmm. all the counselors lived in my playthrough of this. Yeah. Um, you know, and not because I'm like game master or anything. I just was invested in their safety, mm-hmm. uh, which I wasn't at all in Intel Dawn. I didn't care yeah. if I lived or died. These are better characters. So it makes for a somewhat less interesting story. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it would have been a lot more dramatic. Yeah. If there had yeah. been a little bit more messy drama. Yeah. It's just like, I like, I want the, I, I get the feeling that these people would be friends. Like they've got different personalities and different backgrounds, but also, like the way that they interact with each other just by default kind of says you'd be like, oh, like y- y'all enjoy your- each other's company. You know, you have like these these are fr- friendly coworkers. Yeah. And and even the uh, the bad guys have some shade mm-hmm. to them for the most part. Yeah. When we run into them. So like I didn't want to see all of their heads on a pike necessarily. No. Which no. is a big difference. Mm hmm. Yeah, so you're making those choices. Sometimes dialogue choices are timed. Sometimes they're not. Uh, just depends on uh, how high the stakes are at the moment. Uh, there are also um, uh, interrupt prompts where mm-hmm. uh, it will give you a really short timer and then just a button to stop something that you see happening or to interject to you know uh, you know stop somebody from picking on somebody else. Uh, things like that, and those tend to be really high stakes decisions. Yes. Uh, and there are also uh, kind of action scenes that are handled through quick time events. You press the analog stick in the correct direction. These are all very easy. They're yes. easier than they are in Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of helped by uh, accessibility options in this that are very finely tuned. Um, you can decide how hard you want these to be. Specifically, I hate button mashing mm-hmm. uh, in games. I've decided I don't, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yep. <laughs> just kind of in general. Uh, if the option is there to, you know, to get rid of it, I will just hold the button. Mm-hmm. What is it testing? Uh, you know, without spoilers, there's a ludicrous thing here where you have to tap a button on a balance beam mm-hmm. at the end of this game, which is one of the biggest ludo narrative like uh, dissonance <laughs> things I've ever played. <laughs> there's nothing more like balancing, like rapidly tapping. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. I mm-hmm. just don't. Uh, I have no interest in doing that ever again. Um, so I turned it off. 
like there there needs to be a video made like across supermassives like all of their cinematic adventure game kind of stuff um like no two of them are exactly the same when it comes to the qtes even across yeah. the dark pictures anthology they change it um mm -hmm. to make it uh to make it easier a bit more involved uh they're not precisely sitting still on that particular aspect of this yeah yeah uh and and in general these I think that these kind of levels of interactivity, things like that, like the dexterity-based ones, mm -hmm. aren't really testing uh, very much. Just testing like you're paying attention. Yeah. yeah if, if you turn those off, I don't think you're you're still playing a, a fun choose-your-own-adventure. Yes. So yeah. uh, having the option to turn those off is great. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of shooting scenes. Um, you aim your shotgun and try to hit uh, certain targets. Sometimes it's better not to shoot, and that's true for all of these things. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's better not to interrupt. Sometimes it's better not to win a QTE, actually, mm -hmm. uh, from time to time, especially if you're going for certain results on replay Yes, uh, here. Uh, the shooting, I have a little bit of a, a bone to pick with. Um, there's a there's a specific scene where it's it's handled pretty badly. And in general, yeah. it only kind of matters where you're aiming. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not really looking at how you shoot. No, no. Uh, in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, struggles are these uh, button mashes, bu button mashing things. Uh, something that I like is how they handle the don't breathe sections. These were there in um, Until Dawn, but because that was PlayStation exclusive, they were using motion tracking uh, yes. stuff and on it there. it was really hard to do. You had to hold the controller still. And I would swear I was holding the controller still and still fumble them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so my the trick to those was to put the controller down. Yeah. And it, it basically worked and it was cheating, but it was the only way that you could consistently do it. Yeah. The new versions, you hold a button uh, and kind of see in the periphery uh, a visual element and a sound element of something looking for you. You let go when it's safe. Yes. Uh, you're, you're holding your breath in these and uh, you have a limited amount of time you can do this. But if you let go too early or too late, mm -hmm. um, you you miss your chance. Yeah. Uh, these are very easy. It is always yeah. very obvious when the, the time is to run away mm -hmm. uh, here, but they're successful at the, like the illusion of tenseness. Yeah. Which is yeah. about what I want with this. Yeah. You know, um, um, uh, and failure on these, you know, any of these doesn't always result in immediate death. Uh, they do a pretty good job of kind of cascading consequences on a bunch of mm -hmm. these. Uh, oftentimes failing will just make it uh, uh, put you in a worse position later on. Like, you know, if it's if it's a bunch of QTs that you're doing while you're trying to get someplace, you know, fail enough of them and uh, it'll put you in a higher stakes pass or fail closer to the end or you won't get there in time. Right. Yeah. Uh, to and, save and somebody that's... else. That also depends on where you're at in the story. Like near the yeah. end of the story, things get more consequential. Mm -hmm. um, you're more likely to just die yeah. from one of these uh, because they have to kind of compress the stakes mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, the uh, This isn't a, a feature of beating the game. You get the death rewind from the start, at least in the when I played it. Oh, um, um it, it only like gave a uh, uh it only gave me like a prompt to enable this after i beat it i wonder if that was a um uh like a like buying it at launch versus getting some kind of like i don't know post-launch game of the year style thing uh maybe, or they it. patched it in yeah maybe I they know, patched it the, in uh, yeah when you when you buy this now uh regardless of which or if you bought it back in the day and you play it again you get something called a death rewind which gives you three lives uh which will reset you if a counselor dies yeah. Um, back before that so you can save them uh, mm -hmm. if you decide because basically you know the appeal of these things is see the the until dawn episode is a little bit playing god yes. like you're directing a movie like do you want this person to die 
Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and giving you that choice. That is really the choice as opposed to testing you on an acumen. Mm -hmm. You know, this this isn't a game, I think, that is particularly, like, challenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's fine. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be engaging and then entertaining. It's intergagement. Like that Garfield <laughs> restaurant. Um, it's 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 not meant to be like, oh, you know, you're solving puzzles, you're being being a big brain gamer lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so just saying like, hey, you didn't want this person to die, you didn't expect this thing. I think having some grace in that area is really smart. Yes. I mean, especially with the characters being likable. Like, ah yes. shit. I really didn't want yeah. that person to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes during exploration, you might find something that gives you a better chance at succeeding in this upcoming challenge. Uh, that you yeah. have so you can find like an item that might do that you also find tarot cards this is one of the weirdest fucking the way this is presented in game mm-hmm. so every once in a while it switches to a resident evil angle uh-huh. uh, but it also does this when you're going through doors and mm-hmm. goes through it when if the camera gets crowded it also does it yep uh so it's kind of hard to watch for uh and when it does that there's a tarot card in the foreground which you just have to click yeah um you know, I missed a couple of these. I and the the lady who looks at them. There's a fortune teller between mm-hmm. levels who uh, tells you what's going on. Played by um, Grace Zabriskie, um, yeah, Sarah great. Palmer. Yeah, yeah, significantly better than the totems in Until Dawn, which were ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, um, this is. Uh, I was like, oh man, these must be really hard to find, and then proceed to effortlessly find every one of them after that uh-huh. because they were just on the path. Right, like, right. I find these to be a really weird choice uh, as a collectible, personally. The- the 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 trick with what she is the trick with what is happening with with them it is showing you a possibility yes. in the future is real cool and that explains a little bit more about why they are so easy to get yeah her motivation between them like she's not a neutral actor which you right. should be able to tell she lives in a room full of skulls <laughs> yeah, she's uh, in, I, with a pet raven about the size of her torso right next to I, her. I have a funny story about that which we'll get to at the end but the uh-huh. um yeah she she's got a motivation her not being omniscient you know, and not, uh, you know, trying necessarily to help you, the player, mm-hmm. for having your own motivations is really cool. Yes. Uh, that's really neat. Uh, in general, I, f- I think that they should have just had these. You should have just got them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You don't. It doesn't add anything having you find them. It makes mm-hmm. the camera get really awkward. Like, I always turned around. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I saw one of these, because I would click and then press the, the button I was pressing, which with the fixed camera angle Resident Evil thing would mm-hmm. make me go the other way. Yeah, uh, it was just ludicrous. It made my characters act more like little robots and less like believable, <laughs> you know, yeah, movie things. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a great idea that is implemented really well in one way and really poorly in another, I think. Yeah, um, especially because you can only like you tap one of them per chapter. Um, uh, you get know? a lot more than one per chapter. Well, no, you 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 you, you can get a lot more than one of them per, uh, per chapter, but you can only use one of them. Yes. So she will yeah. give you a oh, choice. Tap, like magic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it'll, it'll give you a choice. You know, having her just say, "Okay, here are the you know here are your choices." Uh, you know, among these, you know, pick one. You know, that would have like, been fine. Th- there's there's already exclusion in that. That is, yes. uh, you know, uh, you know, not. It's exclusion that is not gotten by making the actual play, which is already pretty awkward, even more awkward. Yeah. 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 And just adding a collectathon task. Yeah. You know, like it, it's there's there's a tension in these games. Uh, so the other collectathon thing in this is you find clues. Uh, these will provide backstory. And then there are clues that are called evidence um, that alter the credit scene, basically, mm-hmm. of these. There is a tension in these games where they are cinematic. You know, mm-hmm. they're as cinematic as a game can be, 
but you're still going and walking into areas you'd never walk into and, you know, roombaying the borders of every area you're in looking for collectibles, yeah. which is something you would not do in a movie. No. You know, uh, it, this, along with a slow walking speed uh, kind of thing, both made me feel like, uh, again, like attention. Mm-hmm. In in a movie, you know, I wouldn't show my character slowly walking up the stairs every time they walked up the stairs in yeah. a non-tense situation. Right. You know, it, it just, you just wouldn't show this. You'd cut mm-hmm. the thing. I understand why it doesn't do that, but you could elide a lot of that stuff. Um, the idea that you're supposed to be roombaying uh, every little collectible around to get the complete story. I understand the wanting to add an interactive element. I think it works at cross purposes with the cinematic element mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know what the solution for that would have been. No clue. Um, you know, just like putting less stuff just in a corner. Like you end up with ludicrous things like, oh, the a miner put a lunchbox just in the middle of the floor in a section of the room. <laughs> you know, like just put that on a shelf that's on your way and yeah. you just have to click on it. Mm-hmm. You know, put it in a place that makes sense and also yeah. you can get it without being a Roomba. Anytime it dropped me in the middle of like a uh, wide open space, you know, wide open yes. relative to mostly the other stuff. And it was like, all right, there you go. Um, go and look. And then when you go to the goal, it says you get the option. Oh, do you want to go or do you want to look around some more? And it's like, are you trying to communicate that there's something really important that I should have seen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or, or uh, is it some nonsense? The other thing that can happen is they can uh, have you accidentally go into the next part. Yes. Sometimes it gives you that, are you sure you want to go on prompt? Sometimes it mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then it ends up feeling very arbitrary. Like there are situations where there are like, say two paths, there are two stairways you can take to the same place. One of which has a clue on it. One of which doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is tedious and bad game design to have to walk up and down both those stairs. Yeah. Uh, to check for clues. It, again, I get the impulse why they did it, but I feel mm-hmm. like somebody on staff needs to be like, we, we got to stop this. Yeah. Like we... every time it happened, it took me out of the story. Every time it happened, it was a pacing killer. Um, it's, it's a big mistake. I think if, if we're going to be... really love this game, but I, <laughs> again, there, there's definitely a headroom for improvement mm-hmm. in it. And this would be a major, like this would be a major improvement if they just like streamline this, I think. Yeah, streamline it, stand a little bit less in the doorway, make a commitment to being cinematic if they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the stuff you have, just choosing the, the dialogue options and the choice you have over who lives or dies is gameplay enough. Mm-hmm. Most of the additions to that are not particularly strong. Right. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, so Supermassive, uh, you know, they had a huge success with Until Dawn, you know, just a, a system defining game early on for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, watching how people played this, how they streamed it, uh, hearing how people played it uh, gave them some ideas on how to tailor some follow ups. So some of these changes, uh, kind of like additional modes, uh, these are also things that they did in uh, the Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, but they're noteworthy here. So this has local and online multiplayer um, mm-hmm. where uh, locally uh, two people can just pass off different characters, um, you know, uh, claim different characters for themselves. Online multiplayer, like seven people can log into a game and then vote for their preferred outcomes. You don't actually need the full copy of the game to do this. You can just have the demo. Oh, nice. Uh, which is which is real fun. 
they're, they're yeah, not that's right. it's it's not like a game boy advance link link cable everyone kind of has thing. to have they're, a link cable as well you have to set up a land party yeah they're not trying to sell seven copies of the quarry yeah <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That, that's real cool that's a cool idea yeah you know. um you played this uh with uh your wife um my, my wife yes <laughs> put a lot of stink wife. on that one huh my wife Lou. Yes. Uh, which is how I played Until Dawn as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, these games, and we didn't play the co-op version. We took different control of characters. I just, mm-hmm. when a choice came up, I just like, say, what do you think? Consulted, you yes. Know? Yeah, basically let her make the decisions unless I had a strong feeling about it. Again, there's a funny story about that uh, for, <laughs> for people at the end of the, you know, that, that I'm not withholding it on purpose. It just happens a, a end game decision. Uh-huh. Um, these games sing in that kind of co-op. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I imagine it's really similar with streaming. Like having people's input uh, and reactions and stuff, like it's quietly one of the best co-op games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to just yeah. like sit down and watch a movie where you're both kind of consulting each other and figuring out what to do. And like yeah. you're making guesses about what's going to happen, uh, what characters' motivations are. You're making like the things that are dumb, you're making fun of. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, uh, there is a filter on this. Um, you can do so the way that the 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 lighting worked and with the with the combination with my TV, it was very hard for me to see things in this. Mm-hmm. When it was dark, it was too dark. So I ended up putting on the '80s movie filter, uh, which solved that for me. Okay, and then I put on the '80s outfits. <laughs> and the, the himbo guy in this, whose name escapes me right now, Jacob, where Jake wears a crop top uh, during the entire thing. <laughs> he wears and a half shirt. <laughs> he wears a half shirt. It's incredible. Uh, everybody looks great. Uh, uh-huh. He's constantly doing little dances in his little crop top. The whole thing was just like very funny. Yeah. We ended up playing this in two days and I ended up, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff, recording this a couple of days after we ordinarily would, because I thought I'd want some extra time for it. Uh-huh. But we ended up basically chugging it because we were just having such a good time. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I played it over the course of a weekend and just like, couldn't wait to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. is so fun co-op. It, if this game doesn't sound fun to you and you have, you know, a partner or a friend, even if they're not particularly into games, I recommend mm-hmm. giving this a shot with them. It's really fun. Yeah, uh, and, th- and that's that's awesome because that's also the best way to watch like an '80s horror movie, mm-hmm. you know, with somebody right there, you know, making it a like a participatory kind of thing. Uh, yes. That rules that it captures that feeling uh, so thoroughly it uh, really on a, like does. a meta level, meta level as well. It wasn't that different than than Liv and I watching the video dead. Uh, you, know, yeah. for, you know the same kind of thing where we're just like garbage man. What is this? You know, it was, it's just incredible fun. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah it's uh and we we've got uh you know we're gonna plan to play the rest of the the, the dark pictures anthologies mm-hmm. and i've got a bunch of old telltale stuff loaded up to the same thing we played the first chapter of uh, the wolf among us mm-hmm. uh and that game holds up that's real fun okay um you know yeah so good good times i recommend it nice yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have those modes, and all of those feel uh, uh like really good additions um yeah. It's also a movie mode, which is, I think, very interesting. Uh, this removes the gameplay and you set the characters' personalities and then you just watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd be like a like a short series in five hours, four hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there. Um, I, you know, obviously didn't do that, but I can see the appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. The uh, game looks real good. Uh, the people look like the actors who they are. 
Uh, the yeah. performance capture capture is really good. The environments look really good. The lighting looks really good. Some of the animation is real janky. Um, yeah. Whenever you suddenly get control of your character, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like a puppet like jolting. <laughs> yep. Um, you know that that part looks really bad. Um, yeah. But for the most part, it looks really good. Yeah, but as far as like performance capture and even just like uh, I don't know, this is one of the first really big graphical powerhouse games that I played that was like made for the PS5, you know, mm-hmm. and just like down to the detail of like noticing it, like veins and eyes and seeing the transparency of the skin, you know, kind of yeah. stuff. It was like, okay, cool. I'm not a normally a huge graphics guy. I think graphics matter a lot in horror, um, but uh, uh, yeah, that 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 was neat. That that, that is yeah. an aspect of this. In a couple of years won't look so special but right now and especially at launch uh big yeah. thumbs up they look good yeah. yeah uh the cast is really good mm-hmm. uh in general um it's it's a much bigger cast than until dawn's and until dawn i felt like had two huge standout performances in Rami malik and uh, peter stormare mm-hmm. and then everyone else was fine yeah uh and until dawn everybody here there's no Rami malik or peter stormare in this mm-hmm. there's nothing that quite choose the scenery uh, right. that well you yeah. know like i mean peter storm error right like it's very hard <laughs> uh to compete with that but instead everyone is raised like full a full two letter grades mm-hmm. you know we're, we're living solidly in the b to b plus range yeah. in terms of performances mm-hmm. um and in terms of just kind of general charisma yes uh that everybody has in yeah. this nobody who i wanted to die even the girl who i wanted to have die in this turned out i you know by the end i couldn't hate her right you know mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah uh extremely good cast like and you know relatively like uh, star-studded is probably the wrong word to say this when you're talking about ted Raimi and ethan suplee but like yeah. these are people these are character actors that you're going to recognize yeah. and dungeons and dragons justice justice uh smith oh yeah uh and they're at a big justice smith weekend uh, uh <laughs> who makes one of the weirdest acting choices that i've ever seen in a in a anything in it's like, this I'm gonna take a in... huge in, oh in this like <laughs> i'm gonna take a huge mouthful of big league chew before every line he sounds like zaphod beeble rocks second head in the bbc <laughs> he's <laughs> taking his guy to the galaxy he's he's a guttural okay. mumble he's a guttural okay. mumbler it's a podcast yeah. i guess i don't know like he he says everything like that it's a, <laughs> such a weird fucking choice uh you know but even that guy ended up liking uh-huh. The end, yeah. Even though I was like, open your goddamn mouth when you speak. Yeah. Uh, you're an, you're a voice actor, for God's sakes. Put your teeth away. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> put your teeth away. Like, what, what you got to the... take out the Dracula fangs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the bigger bummers, and this, this is like a game's like uh, plus side, doubling back around and kind of hurting itself a little bit, which is you end up liking the cast so much that like you might have some favorites who end up being like real backgrounded you know yeah so like i really dug miles robbins and brenda song like those characters yeah yeah those characters are great in in this yeah and they're just using the lion's share of my my rewinds (laughs) to save brenda song yeah (laughs) Uh, and miles robbins character and this is really fun yes uh dylan Mm -hmm. uh he's he's incredibly fun but yeah he doesn't get a whole lot to do no, and it just kind of yeah. filters down to being uh, primarily just Smith's character, um, uh, Ryan, and then Laura, uh, played by uh, Siobhan Williams, uh, yes. uh, and and they end up t- taking the foreground a little bit. And I was like, yeah. oh, I want to see the, the continuing adventures of these guys over here, please. 
Same. Yeah. The, yeah. the one real fun thing about Lauren is that her 80s outfit makes her look mm. like she just came off work from like a Chuck E. Cheese. Her <laughs> 80s outfit is a uniform for like a hot dog on a stick. It's great. It's really funny. So when she shows up in the second half of the game, uh, it's very it, it, tough as nails. It, it's extra funny. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, good cast. We'll talk about the individual characters and what their deal is as they're introduced. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we just with the the caveat that not everybody's getting a full slice of the pie here. Right. Um, yeah. And um, uh, the, yeah, the, the scenario to this is good. I, mm-hmm. I think the, the concept of this is pretty good. I kept waiting for a, another twist. Yes. You know, which is what Intel Dawn did. It's got the same kind of mul- like lots of uh, red herring, multiple horror trope pileup. Mm-hmm. kind of thing that until dawn has but without a cherry twist at the yeah. end um I, w- I was missing that a little bit mm-hmm. um what the, what to me makes up for this is that the horror trope narratively makes a uh impacts the play in a way you don't expect mm-hmm. that is a clever subversion on a very old uh horror trope yes. and that's the that's the bit that kind of kept me going with it in general mm-hmm. like i said they are out of my patience mm-hmm. with this kind of monster and this kind of story yeah uh this does not feel that different to me than until dawn like that was at a you know a, a summer house in mm-hmm. the mountains that's not that different than a camp right, um, right. you know it had a, a series of locations it felt very similar to this yeah um but the that, that little twist kind of kept me going mm-hmm. yeah. agreed uh some of the dialogue i find a bit wanting there's a lot of like kind of just kind of filling up some time you know kind of thing yeah. if i have to hear one more person say oh it might be a bear uh it, <laughs> yeah that, to, to me that crossed over to being kind of a funny meta joke okay uh you know in the tutorials that you do the little tutorial film strips they keep oh those uh, are so ca- bears. so charismatic yeah yeah you, you keep expecting there to be bears and then the uh-huh. characters kept saying it as well and the, you know spoiler <laughs> there's not bears no um it you know it's it's a monster it's a, it's a horror game um the uh but yeah there's a lot of filler dialogue there's also some dialogue that's genuinely pretty funny oh yeah uh that happens there's a couple jokes Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked like the characters trying to make each other laugh that made me laugh as well. Yeah. Um, which is rare. It's yeah. not, uh, you know, we're, we're not, it's not citizen sleeper. Like we're not dealing with high elevated dialogue. That's going to touch your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I would say slightly better genre writing, slightly better yes. than average. Yeah. Uh, it's appropriate and at home here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with until dawn, uh, they had their success doing kind of a mishmash of, uh, you know, I would say like early mid two thousands teen horror, scream. like scream kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with this, they wanted to go back to more of an homage to eighties horror movies, specifically, you know, camp type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I was really excited to see when they announced this. Cause you know, there's, it's tried and true story. Yeah. Um, and so they, uh, worked up the script, uh, put it together, a thousand page script, 186 asterisk possible endings, uh, depending on how things branch, uh, you know, from everybody living, everybody dying, how much evidence you find. Like, I like that evidence system and the way that stuff is, you know, kind of accounted for at the end, uh, just because it acknowledges some reality to consequences of things that happen like this. It, it, it does acknowledge the reality to consequences and stuff like this. I found it unlistenable. Oh, uh, no, we, no. It's, it's fucking terrible. I hate it. Yeah, it, it's I, terrible. Yeah, it's terrible on purpose, but it also ends up being unlistenable uh-huh. to where I don't want to bask in the evidence that i collected right like Uh uh-huh the idea is ideally i would want i would take some joy in seeing how uh this evidence reflected on reality they Mm -hmm. chose 
an, a, a lens for that mm-hmm. that is a sniper bullet uh, oh straight to us fucking yeah i, I, I went us, on but all, like we're not those guys like so there's a <laughs> podcast element to this this yeah. game talks about podcast as if podcasts are encrypted characters <laughs> will say things to each other like oh man you listen to a podcast that's cool <laughs> ludicrous absolutely ludicrous uh having a podcast is treated as cool uh-huh. It, it's it's all real silly and then it has as a, a runner and this isn't really a spoiler there's an in-universe fictional podcast that is a supernatural slash like true crime uh-huh. podcast that's very effectively making fun of those uh but too well to make them <laughs> and i cannot stress this enough unlistenable yeah so i it- was <laughs> i wanted to crawl out of my goddamn skin during the credits of this I thought I was going to have to have a police interrogation and I was going to present evidence. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just what kind of absolutely dog shit podcast you listen to uh-huh. over the credits. I, it killed me. Oh no. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't recreate it here when I talked about this on the level, <laughs> like, or even when it's, it streamed it too. It's just like, had they ever listened to a podcast? Do they think podcasts are uh, where one person and the other person hate each other and don't respect each other? Yeah, do they, do they think f- that like stop each other from flirt? talking? Yeah. Angry flirt and, and stop each other from talking. It does sound like one of those, my favorite murder podcasts uh-huh. to me. Like they're real goofy about human death, which is like, that is a thing that there's a brand of podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is real that does that and it's effective at making fun of that that tone yes. yeah. it's just so broad and not funny and the, mm-hmm. the people they got to do to improvise it are funny people mm-hmm. uh you know in in real life they are comedians who work with like college humor and stuff they're generally like capable of funniness mm-hmm. uh it's not funny <laughs> uh it's not funny it doesn't get the information you want out quick enough no no uh, it reminds me a lot of listening to it reminded me a lot of those like facebook reels or youtube tricks where it looks like somebody's going to show you like a hack for making a cake or whatever, but mm-hmm. they just keep doing setup yep. steps. And the trick is just to keep you strung along. Yeah. It was like that, that same burning in the back of my neck. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> like, like, God, I'm, I'm going to Hulk out. I, was, I, I've never been held up by gamma rays, but now's the time, I guess. It, it, it was not dissimilar to like the feeling of a panic attack, panic attack welling, you know, yeah. just like, like I just, I, I'm, I'm in neutral, but the, <laughs> I'm in neutral, <laughs> but the gas pedal is just fucking floored. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> as soon as this ends, I'm going to go like run to the kitchen and punch a bag of rice. And just, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to punch the wall. I'm going to risk hitting a stud. Yeah. This, this has <laughs> like, to go. It's a, it's so, it is interesting theoretically how that works with the 186 possible endings in reality, getting that information is torture. Yes. So I guess they, in a weird way, it's like an art game, you know, like what if, what if it's kind of, it's an art game the same way that, uh, spoiled orgasms and ball stomping for a porn game, like right, right at the moment of ejaculation, a big high heel comes down and crushes your nuts. Yeah. It's, it's it's somebody wants that, but it's, it's not me. <laughs> like, I, yeah. no, no shame, you know, if that's your thing. But it's a really weird thing if you were watching a conventional porn mm-hmm. up until that point, and then all of a sudden it became about crushing balls right at the moment of oh, ultimate yeah. pleasure. Yeah, QTE, you know? QTE. Oh no, CBT, no, <laughs> CBTs. No tap X to free ball from Vice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, hold breath for breath play. <laughs> um good sensation good sensation uh, or new sensation fuck uh yeah anywho uh 
it's a cool idea. Yeah. How it how it articulates. Uh, it's also worth noting the ending is real quick. Oh, yeah. It wraps yeah. up real fast. There is a huge sense of like, oh, man, COVID came. We had to fuck up. You know, we had to <laughs> you know, do this really fast. Uh, it It is a greased rail at the end, kind of to its detriment. You don't really yeah. get a, like how what the characters think of each other. You know, like mm-hmm. in a game where the relationships are really central and one character and a pairing can die and the other one can't, you don't get mm-hmm. any reaction to that. There's no coda. Right. Uh, right. The coda is just this ball torture post-credits uh, podcast scene yeah. that is uh, excruciating. That was also true of Until Dawn as well. It was like yeah. Lodge explodes and then police interrogations and that's it. Yeah. The police interrogations are more satisfying than the podcast yeah, thing, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was originally planned to be a Stadia exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, really dodged a bullet with that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, Google pulled pulled first party support for the, for games in 2021. So thus we've played this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, otherwise you wouldn't be hearing this episode. A, a, again, know. weird pairing with Tequila Works having that Stadia exclusive. It yeah, we're just we're in the 2001 hole. Yeah, you know, weird time for games. Yeah. Um. Uh. So this was like weirdly announced like a couple of months before it was released. They were ca- kind of like just like next door neighbors to doing the uh like what was that rhythm action game that came out recently oh, yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forget the name of it. Uh. But it, like it was announced in March and then released in June of last yes. year uh which more of that please more just yeah, like i like a fast turnaround with yeah. announcements and release i understand why it doesn't happen because they you know the ec- economics of it they need to drum up pre-orders yeah they got they you got know, press cycles and stuff yeah, yeah for for triple a games for double <laughs> a games like this though like if they can afford it i think it's on a consumer i always prefer it mm-hmm. um yeah. reviewed really well uh seems to have sold okay Mm-hmm. Good for them. And they're going to continue the Dark Pictures anthology, uh, which we talked about, which are basically these. Uh, at one point, Will yeah. really roasted me for thinking Until Dawn was part of the our Dark Pictures anthology, like they oh. were night and day. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no. they're pretty similar, man. Uh, yeah. It's... They're smaller, but they're it's the same. They're cinematic adventure games dealing with horror tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The difference being Until Dawn, you get two famouses, and the Dark <laughs> Pictures anthology, you get one famous per yeah you know you, you get one famous per like i liken it to like the same studio doing both like movie and television kind of stuff like okay we get like one feature length one feature picture you know blockbuster every like five years it's, or so it's like star wars or, or marvel kind of yeah like there's marvel tv yeah. shows and star wars tv shows but there's also the movies mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, like the quality of the dark pictures anthology kind of goes up and down. Like I can go to bat for any of the first three and fucking abhor the, uh, the H H Holmes one, uh, with all of my being. Yeah. It's such a cool concept. Yeah. Like, no. uh, you know, just reading the <laughs> concepts, I wouldn't think that that would be the case, but makes, I it, makes it, it makes it even more of a shame, you know? Yeah. Uh, they, but, they live uh, in the like six to seven out of 10. Oh, so yeah. incredibly hard. Yeah. Uh, the dark pictures anthologies, like you won't have a bad <clears> time. You yeah. know, with them, they're they're a good time, but they are very slight. Yeah, uh, but uh, like that model of just making a modest one of these and putting it out, you know, like clockwork every year. Uh, mm-hmm. Sign me up. That that yeah, rules. that's great. Yeah, yeah, reminds me of old Telltale. Yeah, in that way, you know, um, yeah, which is I I think there there's a place in the market for that. I'm glad that's not Telltale anymore since they started slipping mm-hmm. near the end uh, and near the middle. <laughs> and near the beginning of the middle, uh, but the, uh, <laughs> they started slipping after that one and a half. Yeah, yeah, after one and a half, pretty good ones. Yeah, uh, pretty great ones. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I think there's a, there's a place for that in the gaming ecosystem. Yeah, and if it's going to be genre horror stuff, fucking a. Yeah, uh, they don't need to do another genre. Uh, no. I, I don't need a non horror 
version of from this company. I think that nope. the horror is specifically well suited to a cinematic mm-hmm. uh, adventure game um, better than any other genre, including like, you know, sci-fi yeah, uh, or thriller, yeah. like things that Quantum Quantic Dream does. I think this is better suited. Agreed. Um, yeah. uh, that's going to be it for this part of the episode. Uh, if you're hearing this, um, if you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You don't only get this uh, premium episode, but you get every other premium episode we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, coming up on several years of those now. There are many of those and some of our best work. Mm-hmm. You know, There's plenty of stuff that's on the public feed, but there's also lots of stuff that's on that feed. And you get other shows as well. Yeah. Uh, we do our best to provide a lot of value for your five bucks. Yeah, uh, it is jam-packed, unwisely so. Uh, yes. with lots of uh, lots and lots of content uh, uh, if you have anything to say about the quarry or this month's games uh, it is unfortunately too late um, since uh, that deadline has passed but if you, if you have things to say about um, maze games uh, yes. which are Norco? Gary Norco the Bard's Tale and Bowser's Fury yes uh, hit us up by May 15th at duckfeed.tv slash contact Mm-hmm. And we will have uh, June's games ready to announce uh, next week, uh, next week uh, with that particular one. And yeah. that dispatch. Uh, yeah. Uh, if we saw you at the uh, uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, thank you very much for coming out. Yeah. Nice to see you. Thank mm-hmm. you for being kind. You know, um, the uh, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, big thanks to Gwen, our yes, producer thank- edits our, uh, our episodes. Thank you, Gwen. Uh, yeah. Good luck on can- your tour, Gwen. Go, uh, oh, yeah. go look up Trash Sound Conglomerate on social media and go see Gwen on tour if you live on the West Coast. Yeah. Go see uh, her tour, band. Tour is happening here in uh, in mid-May. Yeah. yeah. Uh, think that's think that's everything. I think that's it. Uh, we'll yeah. see you next time. Bye-bye.